Hey, Stu. It's a Friday podcast. Yes. And uh, we've got um, Joe Biden talking about, thank goodness, reading some record players back in the home. I love records. Me too, and we talk about that and so much more with some of our friends, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. And then and, and Brad Meltzer, that up-and-coming young whippersnapper, talks about things and... We basically talk about the debate today and what happened and what is happening with the Democratic Party. But we start with records in Joe Biden on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So, still, um... You know, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be redundant for you because I'm going to play some clips from the on your and you. I've heard all these clips I've, already. Yeah, and you just, saw uh, it last night. Yeah, I mean, it's and, just like I. Uh, I guess you weren't watching football last night, were you? Was there a game? I don't. I, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I wouldn't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't like sports. Yeah, and I wasn't at a parent-teacher conference last night either, begging to go. <laughs> this is the first time. First time ever. Mm-hmm. Can I go talk to your teachers instead? <laughs> um, so uh, we were going to play a couple of clips for you. Um, now, <clears throat> this is one of many, but I want to start with this one. Uh, this is Joe Biden talking about how the government uh, really can partner with parents to uh, help them uh, raise their kids. Listen. Uh, this is uh, Biden confused about TV. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. <laughs> what? Now, hang on just a second. I just want to, mm. just to make Joe Biden feel comfortable. I have mm-hmm. an old record player here. And, uh... <laughs> it's getting up to speed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway. so <laughs> Good God, are we in The Shining right now? Now it's up to speed. Huh. Yeah, so... This isn't is that terrifying. Way, isn't that the way your record player <laughs> sounds? Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden. Oh, geez, hang on. See, kids, you all know that. There, okay. So, uh, you know, you got to have the record player going. <laughs> this is the part where Jack Nicholson's at a really nice party, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of freaky, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 And this well, is I like... can turn it down. You know, it has volume control. Yeah. There. Oh, there's like a little... <laughs> you just close the front of it, and that's the volume. Want it louder? I'll open it up. Oh, or my gosh. Close that's amazing. It. That's your volume control. It's fantastic. So, Joe Biden, when was the last time you heard anyone say, you know, kids just don't hear enough words, so you got to make sure the parents have the record player on? It's been a while since I've heard that <laughs> sentence uh, <laughs> attempted. I, tell you, I I don't think... I've ever heard that sentence. No. Even even growing up at a time where there were record players, I don't remember anybody's advice, keep the record player on. 
Yeah, I don't uh, remember that either. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, especially weird how he came to it, because he came to it not from. I would have assumed he said record player. I mean, you know, TV. No, he actually went TV and then corrected it to record player. And then he went the phone, and then he realized no, the phone wouldn't work. I mean, listen to this again. This is yeah. really not good. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Oh the, the, the phone. Make sure the, the kids hear words. Wow. First of all, can we also step back and, and realize he's like talking about social workers coming into your home to help you raise your kids? <laughs> Which is like the policy there seems questionable. Well, as especially well. if they're saying turn on the radio, <laughs> turn on. Where's the record yeah, player? You know, <laughs> you know, you kids nowadays, you don't understand. Turn on the radio. <laughs> I mean, radio is even mm. not the future. I hate to say it as mm. a national broadcaster, mm-hmm. but it shows how out of touch he is radio no television no no television no record players put on the record player i tell you what edison's got one of these things you crank all around you put a little wax cylinder in there and maybe kids have wax in their ears where are my <laughs> shoes i mean he is out I, I think what he's actually trying to refer to there is there's some research that shows that you know uh, kids perform better later in life if their parents read to them, if they're hearing right. conversations, if they're right. hearing words. That you know their their vocabularies are better Correct. later in life. But uh, he did not. He did not. No, nail he that didn't. One. He didn't nail that. No. Okay. Um, how about um, uh, how about this one? Um, when Biden said, "Let's do," I'm the vice president. Do we have that one? <laughs> Let's put pressure on the past, the Violence Against Women Act now. But yeah, but you, you didn't answer the question. Well, the question yeah, is, did you make question. a no? Did you make a mistake with those deportations? The president did the best thing that was able to be done at the How about time. you? I'm the vice president of the United States. Uh, Secretary Castro. Wait. I mean, I don't know. On that one. Okay. All you right. Know, in that, he's talking about a scenario. Okay. And at that time, he was the vice president. All right. Of the United All States. right. I can't um, kill him on that one. Well, he did call Bernie Sanders the president last night. He keeps doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah, so he called Cory Booker a, the president last right, time, right? Right, right, right. Now, here's, hmm. here's Castro confronting him on this. Low blow or the right thing to do? Listen to this. They wouldn't have to buy in. That's a big difference because Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They, he wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would they not. They do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. They would have to buy in. If she qualifies for Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? You said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe that you said two minutes ago that they had to buy uh, in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. I said anyone I mean, like look, your grandmother who look, has no money. We need she a would, healthcare system. You're automatically, automatically enrolled. enrolls people regardless of whether they choose to opt in or not. I'm fulfilling, fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama, oh. and you're not. I'll be surprised to him. <laughs> That's actually a solid line by Biden yeah. at the end. Uh, I, the one thing I did take out of this debate is that Julian Castro is a jerk. Jerk. A just 
jerk. Uh, uh, he didn't help uh, himself with that at all. Awful guy. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy who is a he's a zilch in the world. Mm-hmm. He's a zilch. Mm-hmm. And he is plucked by Obama Biden into a prime role in uh, in the administration for no reason other than to improve his prospects at future election. And how does he pay these guys back? He goes on stage. It's the second time he's done it. He tries to go after uh, Biden because he's just trying to become the vice president uh, under uh, Warren. Like, he, he believes Warren Castro is a thing. He's doing what Biden used to do. Yeah. When he wanted to be vice president, he was the president's attack, attack dog. dog. And that is what he's doing for Warren mm-hmm. right now. So Warren doesn't have to do it. But he, I mean... Uh, just uh, but the was character it, but of a is person it, but who does it, that is correct. But is it legitimate to point out? Wait a minute, you just are you forgetting? Because I, uh, I I didn't remember him saying that. I think I think Biden was right on the point, wasn't he? I mean, it was. We'll have to go back and listen to the I, audio. I'd have to. I'd have to have actually not been an apparent teacher right and <laughs> and i remember this play i remember, remember this because it was a it was a three yard you say, run I, you I, said I, wait no, a minute I mean, hold I remember it the- I, <laughs> we have uh kevin ryan on now with us uh kevin is um uh, was down in houston are you still in houston or are you back yet i'm still in houston okay how kevin how was it in the debate hall itself what did you what did you see what stuck out to you so I was actually in the media. So all the media, for the most part, were in uh, a gymnasium that was, like, right around the corner. Uh, and it actually worked out in a pretty cool way because I was able to gauge the way the media reacted to what was going on in mm. the auditorium. And there were a lot of disparities. Um, there were a few moments, like when uh, Yang saying about when he said, I'm Asian, so I know a lot of doctors. Um, that. The uh, the audience didn't really react at all. The media surprisingly was like cracking up. They thought it was really funny. Really, because I've seen a lot of criticism on that one, saying that he was uh, he was heightening stereotypes. It's like if you're gonna have a stereotype, being a doctor is not the worst one. I mean, <laughs> you know I, what? Like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's like that just coming from a guy who's got a bunch of good-looking kids and very successful and uber smart <laughs> and, and healing people. <laughs> and healing people. <laughs> we got those Asians this time. <laughs> I think at the at the end of the day, Biden was the uh, Biden was the winner of that debate. Um, and Even that with of- all of the, I mean, doesn't he look? Uh, like maybe he doesn't have a grip on, uh, at least his, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and there was, there were a few moments during his gas when there was like chatter through the room, like his record player statement. Yeah. All you could hear after that was like everybody in the room was like, uh, why is he talking about record players? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's interesting with Biden in, in that he has a, a stamina issue, I would say, where uh, he was good for the first half hour or so. For and, sure. And that's the part that most people watch, you know, I'm one. not sure that that's a good thing, though, for the president. No, the it's a terrible thing. I'm good for 30 minutes a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they'll do less damage uh, if he's only there for 30 minutes a day. It could be an upside of Biden from our perspective. But I think like he, he winds up, the longer these things go, 
he can't avoid the go to joe30330.com and he just can't he eventually will get himself caught in sort of that you know word barrage that he can't sort out but at the beginning he was relatively focused and and did okay and and i don't think did you i didn't get the idea that there was a huge loser or winner nothing changed in the race from this debate is that was that your perspective kevin i i think uh biden got lucky that uh castro obviously drank too much red bull before the debate and was Mm -hmm. just so salty Mm. uh because nobody liked his attack on Biden, it, it just it just seemed kind of uh, unnecessarily nasty, especially coming from him. A was guy, he was uh, he uh, right, Kevin? About was he right about the um, uh, uh, the you just said that you'd have to sign up? He wasn't right. No, he was, was not right. Actually, wrong. No, jeez. Oh, uh, I know. If you're going to attack someone like that, at least have the facts yeah. correct. I mean, that's a bad attack to launch if you're not right. L- let me ask you this. the What was anyone's reaction to Biden saying, hey, we didn't put kids in cages? I see. I didn't um, I didn't get a reaction out of that at all. And um, it was it was fascinating to see this. And um, one way I saw it was with Klobuchar. Every time Klobuchar spoke, the whole media room was like, oh, thank God we have a break now. So they would just like mm. chat with their neighbors. People would go get a drink or food. Wow. They did not care about anything she said at all. That's interesting, too, because she had a pretty good debate. It was definitely her mm-hmm. best one so far. Definitely. She had some canned lines, like the Houston, we have a problem thing. Ugh. Just like people, the whole room was like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's what a groaner. <laughs> that is a groaner. I mean, come on. I know you're in Houston. You know I'll the name of the city. I'll be back. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's weird. I mean, you could tell, and this was the thing with Castro. Castro went into that debate. Whether he had a senior moment or not, he was going to say, have you forgotten what you said two minutes ago? He knew he was going to say it. He had it planned. He was waiting to bring it out. He thought he had a good opportunity. He blew that opportunity, and he did it in a way that now everybody hates him, which they should because he just seems like a jerk. I mean, he just seems like a jerk. How about the reaction with uh, Elizabeth Warren from the press? I mean, they seem to really like her, um, which I still don't completely understand myself. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we're talking to Kevin Ryan. He's a writer for Glenbeck.com and also Uh, TheBlaze.com. So you, no, 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 go ahead. So you were talking about Elizabeth Warren. So after the uh, debates, all the candidates went over to the media center. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the candidates, except for Biden, by the way, for whatever reason. Um, mm. But uh, it was a good gauge of who the media are really, really um, kind of obsessed with or uh, a big fan of, because they would follow around. They would basically mob the candidates who they really liked, and they were they were definitely following um warren around and they were following harris around which surprised me because every time she spoke the whole room just completely cringed yeah she had she again did not have a good debate uh she's she's struggling i mean she's struggling to recapture her magic uh from debate debate one and she seems to go into these things with these ideas you know a lot of canned lines I, I mean, she's not helping herself right now. Um, I did see there; they did mob her though. You, Kevin had sent some pictures, and there were reporters all over her. 
Um, you know, Biden's interesting, though. I mean, there's a good strategic argument to say Biden doesn't have to do anything to win this nomination. He just has to not screw it up. So he comes out and he has a good good first half hour and kind of sits back and and, you know, hopefully people tuned out by the time he started talking about record players. And um, and then why go to the spin room where you can might have another bad moment? Right. What's the point? Uh, he's sure. already winning by, you know, 10 points or eight points or 15 points, depending on the poll. What was the reaction? Let me play uh, Beto. Hell yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's I want to hear the press room reaction to this. The high impact, high velocity round when it hits your body shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15 year old girl who was shot by an AR-15 and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. You know, what an, what an interesting uh, uh, trick he did, a shell game of, uh, we're, look at these bullets. And they bled to death because there weren't enough ambulances. It wasn't the bullet. It wasn't the AR-15. Um, the press loved that, I'm guessing? There was really no reaction. Uh, and I think the reason why is because they they could see what he was getting at. Yeah. And. It wasn't really a... There was no surprise there. Yeah, we've been <laughs> this for a few days. was yeah. a surprise, however, that no one took the middle ground on guns last night. Not this a single Democrat. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Bill O'Reilly, let's uh, start, first of all, by reminding you that his new book, The United States of Trump, is just a few days away. I have read it cover to cover. It is excellent. Uh, And uh, it's how the president really sees America. It's released September 24th. I do expect some sort of a kickback for all of this. Uh, it's the United States of Trump by Bill O'Reilly. Order your copy today, Bill. Let's talk about the um, uh, let's talk about the uh, amazing debate last night. Who do you want to start with? Now, why would you say the debate was amazing? Uh, because I don't think I have ever seen um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it on on a couple of fronts. First of all. There wasn't a single candidate that said, well, now, wait a minute. I grew up in a hunting family. They all now are just saying, yeah, we're going to come take your guns. And we don't have a problem saying we're going to come take your guns. The mask is fully off. Um, I've, I've, never, I've never seen a candidate who is leading the polls who something medically is truly wrong with him. Uh, and I think it's the aneurysms that he has had. He he just does not have a command of the language anymore. He gets confused fairly easily. Uh, and it's it's a little terrifying in a world where you have to be, you know, on your game more than 30 minutes a day. OK, um, Biden is befuddled. Um, there's no question about that. I thought he had a pretty eloquent 
closing statement, although there was nobody left to watch, everybody had passed out long before that, uh, about the trials in his life and that um, purpose through that. I thought that was really good. So I don't think he's totally, um, you know, Bill, at the Bill. retirement home yet. Okay, hang on. I agree with you, and I think – let me just go through a list. Stu, give me the list of what is important to the Democratic uh, voters today. When you look okay. and they, you ask them to rank what's, what's really important to them today, listen to this list, Bill. Yeah, number one by a uh, wide margin is uh, ability to beat Donald Trump. 39.6% of uh, voters said the top priority was beating Donald Trump. Top priority for 40%. 40%. And that's significant because the second place is health care at 9.9%. Third? Uh, Yeah, third, the economy at 8%. Wealth and income inequality, 8%. Climate change, 7%. Gun policy, 4%. Racism, 3%. Uh, I mean, listen, their message is all geared in the 7 to 5%. Uh, and the reason why Biden is doing well is because people just think that he'll do well against uh, Donald Trump. That's it. That's so why I the, agree. That's why um, the press so is Biden's not... going to run on the Barack Obama nostalgia tour... That that's clear last night that Biden didn't really have any solution to any problems. Um, And he was the only one who basically said that Beto O'Rourke and the rest of them were violating the Constitution. You're not going to be able to seize anything by executive order. The Congress makes the laws. So you can't do that. That seemed to startle Mr. O'Rourke who just got through blaming um, the massacre in El Paso on President Trump. You know, he came across as a clown. Beto? I guess maybe the clown in that movie you want to go see. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> it. sure, but yeah. um, he came across as a clown. It was just, I, I, come on, is this a burlesque skit? What is this? I mean, the guy doesn't have any grasp of how the country runs. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to take this. I'm going to do it. No, no, you're not. And Biden actually said that and got jeered for doing it. So basically how I see this thing is it was a very good night for Donald Trump. Okay, because even though uh, the president continues to shoot himself in every toe and finger he has by his lack of self-discipline, the alternative how, how, can I just uh, stop you for a stop, 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 stop? What? How do you, anyone who says anything like that, Donald Trump says, you're a loser. You're a two-time loser. You're a hundredfold loser. And yet you are invited to write a book about him. He invites you to come. me to write the book. Becca, no, 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 no. He and, and, you, and you're doing a Larry King. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think if I said those yeah. words and only those words, he would say, yeah, you want to write a book? Okay, come on, Air Force One. I'll spend the time. No choice in the matter. I was writing a book whether I was on Air Force One or not. I know that, but usually it's you'd write a book after saying something like that, and he'd be like, he's a hack. There's nothing to this book. He's He actually participated with you on this. He actually well, answered I mean, some of your on, questions. I'm the truth about the president of the United States. I'm not accusing him of doing anything heinous. 
I'm saying he lacks self-discipline <laughs> when somebody uh, tees him off. Yeah, I know. Right. My point. And it hurts him. <laughs> I know. It hurts him and I the know. country. I know. Right. So that's in the book. Right. I know. And then, then I explain how that happened to him. Yes. How that all evolved. But let's get back yes. to he was the big winner last night. So, so what you have is you, you've got a field of Democrats who basically are looking at the camera and saying, I'm going to spend trillions of dollars, even though we have a $22 trillion debt right now. I'm going to add maybe $30 trillion more to save your life from climate change. And then Rod Serling goes, you're traveling in another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying to myself, we're true, which it isn't. All right? We're not dying in 10 or 20 or 30 years unless we have to listen to Beto O'Rourke every day. Oh. Then we'll all commit suicide. Well, that's not going to happen. So um, tell me about your thoughts are on Elizabeth Warren. I know okay. you wrote an op-ed on her this week. Yes, called The Con, C-O-N, posted right now on BillOReilly.com. Dangerous woman. And she's dangerous because she comes across as a hip granny. All right? She's got the glasses, the little bob, and then kids go, oh, let's go trick-or-treating to Mrs. Warren's house. Yeah. And then they do, and she takes their stuff. She takes the candy away from them. All right? This is a woman who does not respect private property. That's the headline. Now, twice last night, she was asked direct questions. One by Jorge Ramos. Jorge goes, what would you do, Senator Warren, if a person overstayed his or her visa in the United States? What would you do? Warren didn't even come close to answering the question. Then the next question, I, I don't even know what's from. You're breaking up. Would here. you raise taxes mm-hmm. on American middle class families to pay for your massive health care giveaway? Here's Stephanopoulos. Let's, let's play that. Here's, here's Stephanopoulos asking her that and her answer. Warren doesn't say taxes will go up. Direct question. You said middle-class families are going to pay less, but will middle-class taxes go up to pay for the program? I know you believe that the deductibles and the premiums will go down. Will middle-class taxes go up? Will private insurance be eliminated? Look, what families have to deal with is cost, total cost. That's what they have to deal with. And understand, families are paying for their health care today. Families pay every time an insurance company says, sorry, you Mm. can't see that specialist. Every time an insurance company says, sorry, that doctor is out of network. Sorry, we are not covering that prescription. Families are paying every time. They don't get a prescription filled because they can't pay for it. They don't have a lump checked out because they can't afford the copay. What we're talking about here is what's going to happen in families' pockets, what's going to happen in their budgets. And the answer is on Medicare for all. Costs are going to go up. 
for wealthier individuals and costs are going to go up for giant corporations. But for hardworking families across this country, costs are going to go down, and that's how it should work under Medicare for All okay. in our health care. So costs will go down. She didn't say, uh, she didn't say uh, that taxes wouldn't go up. She said costs will go down, but that's what Barack Obama said, that you know this, this system well, of Obamacare mm-hmm. would, would reduce things by $2,500 for the average family, which was a total and complete lie. Here's the con. Okay. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and all the rest of the Merry Socialist Band somehow believe that they can go into corporate America and demand 40 to 50% of their profits be given to the federal government. They believe they can do that. What would happen would be all of those corporations would leave the country, leave the country, and set up overseas just as they had under Barack Obama. Trump brought them back by cutting the corporate income rates. That's why we have a robust economy. People like me and you, Beck, that have assets, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and allow Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders to seize my private property, which has already been taxed. I'm going to move it out of here. So the flight capital between corporations and affluent Americans would lead to a depression in this country. You are That's the con. You are exactly right. Now, I want you to I want you to take this, hold that thought for a minute because I want to I want to build on that and get your opinion because you are spot on. Exactly right. A depression will happen if socialists come in and start to say we're going to tax you to death and we're going to take the wealth that you have already been taxed on and double tax it as well. We're going to move from a free market to a controlled and planned economy. It will collapse. Okay, um, Bill, I want to ask you a series of questions here and I'll get to my theory and then uh, I really want to hear your your opinion of it. Um, One, if the economy goes south uh trump loses yes or no i mean if it really goes harder for him um the democrats have two issues that resonate Mm -hmm. the health care that we just discussed yep and the guns that you just discussed yep both are uh attractive to a fairly large segment of the american population trump can get around that if the economy is robust um because the republicans really haven't come up with any Nope. Health care relief. Nope. Okay? They don't have anything. Nope. On the gun front, I do expect they'll make a few attempts to uh, control maniacs from getting yeah. heavy weaponry, but it'll take a while, and it's, you know, it's not... Yeah. It's a, there's nothing, there's nothing exciting except we are freeing the American people, and the American people are doing better than they have for a long, long time. That's Lowest right. unemployment rate for blacks in history. All of that stuff, correct? Yes, but also Donald Trump is a big opportunity now to go out and stop with the small ball and go to the big picture and yeah. say, look, your freedom is important to me, the president. I'm the president. And your freedom is important. 
And if you look at what this Democratic Party really wants, it's an erosion of freedom on every front. I, I just have a new slogan on BillOReilly.com. It used to be, take your country back. I've changed it to fight for your freedom. Because the far left in this country, which includes 90% of the media, wants to erode personal freedoms, not only in guns, but on every level, every level. And if Trump can get that across, he'll be reelected. But I'm not sure he can. Okay. Um, so I just want to get a yes or no, really yes or no question. Trump will have a very difficult time if the economy tanks. Yes, he okay. has a difficult time. Um, uh, there is a load of investment coming from overseas right now. Money is pounding into our treasury and also into Wall Street because we're the only place that's really performing because of American freedom. Yes or no? Not the only place, but one of the few one places of the very on few. earth where okay. you can make money is America. Um, do you agree that companies uh, and the banks... If somebody says, I'm going to change the free market system to more of a planned economy and, oh, by the way, I'm going to break up all these banks, that would cause a that would cause a significant uh, impact on what those companies do with their money. And if if they thought that person might win, that they would go into, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a protection position, which would not be good for the stocks and and companies flight of capital and hoarding of profits will lead to unemployment tripling correct so doesn't the don't the democrats have a reason to hire somebody i mean you want to talk about a short uh, a short walk uh, or a, a long walk on a short pier to socialism by just really spooking the markets whoever that person is bernie i mean uh, elizabeth warren is an easier candidate perhaps to de- uh, to defeat but she will spook the markets and companies so much that it could really impact the uh, economy which would really hurt donald trump because she'll blame it on him she'll blame it on capitalism and everything else when indeed it would be a reaction to her I don't believe she has that kind of power. Even if she is the candidate? No. Wow. I think that the uh, the smart money will say she has no chance. She's George McGovern. Mm. That would be great. Well, I know Aunt Mimi will vote for her, but I don't know too many other people uh, who actually are working for a living that are supporting Elizabeth Warren. I, I don't know. I, I, I really, myself, I mean, but... outside of Cambridge, Massachusetts, and uh, Beverly Hills, California. Uh, the regular folks, uh, I mean, they don't want a socialist in there. They just don't. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. So I want to bring uh, Darren and Gabrielle. Darren is from Florida. Hello, Darren. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, good, good. Did you enjoy yourself last night? I uh, couldn't put it into words. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. A hundred bucks was not enough, was it? Uh, no. Yeah, it wasn't. Gabrielle is in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and Gabrielle, you're a student, right? 
I just graduated, sir, from Grove City College. Okay. And uh, you're in Pennsylvania. And what do you want to do with your life again? Well, I am trying to create a career in, in media and public and political education. So I want to, although I want to pursue graduate study, I currently am the editor-in-chief of the Unvarnished blog, where I'm trying to share some strong and solid political analysis you can trust, sir. Uh-huh. Okay. So take a guess to which one of these gave us <laughs> one sheet of analysis and the other one gave me four Pages mm. of very comprehensive notes, including a grading system in four different categories for mm. each of them and a three page editorial. I'm on the fence on this one. I don't know. <laughs> it's very yeah. difficult. To Darren, decipher. guess which one is you? <laughs> I'm guessing I gave you the summary. Yeah, yeah you gave mm-hmm. us the one page uh, summary. Uh, and kids, I just want you to know this is the way the world works. Darren is a man, so he's going to make $100. Gabrielle is a woman. We're paying her 76 Even after this workload. Even after, all of the, even after all this work. Okay, so let me go back and forth with both of you. First of all, was there a, uh, was there a winner in your eyes if you were a Democrat watching this? Let's start with Darren and then I'll go to you, Gabrielle. I did not see a clear, uh, clear winner. Okay, Gabrielle. I agree with Darren. I didn't see a clear winner. However, the person who I thought lost the, le- the least was Elizabeth Warren. Okay, um, let's start with uh, let's start. Let go back and forth. Tell me your analysis, starting with Darren on Biden last night. What'd you think? Other than the one comment where he kind of confused me about the the, um, the record player and everything, <laughs> I thought he throughout the. Pretty much the whole night, he had really good energy, uh, good passion, and he seemed to do a lot better when responding to attacks directly to him. And Gabrielle, I've read your four pages. You disagree. Yes, sir, I do. I do not believe he handles himself well under the attacks from Julian Castro. I I think he made at least one blunder every time he, he spoke. And I also didn't appreciate how the when the moderators tried to cut him off, everybody else on the stage kept, continued with their point and finished their thought where Biden just abruptly ended. I think that hurt him significantly. So do any do either of you think that his... Um, and I, I don't say this. I say this with the knowledge that he has had two aneurysms. One, they did not think he'd be able to speak again. And it's happened recently. They had to cut his head open and they didn't think he would have the ability to speak. He has recovered. I don't think that he's senile. I think he's had an aneurysm and it has affected his speech center. Is it, would would either of you think that he's close if he was in your family to the family saying Hey, Grandpa, we we got to take the keys from the car, from me on the car. Darren, um, I would maybe I just I have it just kind of baked into his personality that uh, you know being being his age that's the way it's going to be. Uh, but yes, I would I would have some concerns. Yeah, uh, Gabrielle. I, I definitely would have some concerns. I, I think Joe Biden is the, the lovable grandpa of the bunch and that it would be, hey, grandpa, let me drive you instead of instead of you driving yourself. I don't think he's really capable of, of handling himself any longer in the policy space. 
Okay, so tell me about, uh, let's go to Kamala Harris. How did she do? Darren first. Um, she, way, way too many uh, zingers, uh, be it against Trump or just in general. Um, but she did direct her attacks more so uh, specifically at Trump as opposed to the rest of the Democratic, uh, Democratic field. And uh, Gabrielle? I think I, I agree with Darren that he that she did make herself very strongly anti-Trump. However, I don't think she did a, a decent enough job in defining herself as what she is for. Uh, all the other candidates seemed to define the define their platforms, but where Harris it, it just made her platform solely anti-Trump. So, so let me. Um... Let me go to uh, the attack on um, on Biden and your reaction to th- this attack from Julian uh, Castro. Play the audio, They wouldn't please. have to buy in. That's a big difference because Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They, he wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would they not. They do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. To buy in, if she qualifies, are are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe. Then he looks to Bernie Sanders and says, "What did he say?" That they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. So I think this makes Castro absolutely toxic. Agree or disagree? I agree. Did not uh, make him come off very good, making Biden uh, enemy number one. Yeah. Um, And let me go to another uh, crowd pleaser, if you will. Uh, Let's go to Beto, where Beto was talking about, you know, confiscation of guns. Here's this moment. The high impact, high velocity round when it hits your body shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15 year old girl who was shot by an AR-15 and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Uh, Darren, your thought on that? I just thought it was uh, just red meat, throwing it out there for everybody. Do you think he doesn't mean it? Oh, yeah, he absolutely means it. I don't think he would be able to, to do it initially. But I think that's just his main, his main focus, his main point for the whole night. And just kind of threw that out there. How do you think the there, there wasn't a single person really on the stage that um, disagreed with that in in spirit? No, nobody was the, you know, reasonable Democrat saying, hey, you know, I'm a member of the NRA or my dad was. And th- there was no there was no happy gun talk that usually um, preceded stuff like this. Nobody was saying we're not going to come for your guns. How did, how did that play, do you think, Darren? Uh, I just think they're, you know, just the Overton window. Just keep going further and further and take a little bit uh, progressively. Gabrielle, your thoughts? Well, I think it was very interesting that when it, it, it was in response to Kamala Harris's it, 
decision to support a mandatory buyback of assault weapons by via executive order. Biden came out saying can't do that constitutionally. And it was very interesting to see how quickly he was mm-hmm. shut down, not only by the other candidates, but also by the moderators. I think that speaks just to the radicalism of the entire Democratic Party right now, including the press. Um, one one last uh, thought. Is there is there anyone uh, that you saw last night and you had a gun to your head and you had to vote for one of them? Who do you think could do the least amount of damage? <laughs> wow. Um, I'm thinking maybe Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I definitely don't agree with all of his policies, but I think it would be the, the least worst um, policymaker. And Gabrielle? I would have to say Andrew Yang. I don't know necessarily enough about him. However, he seemed definitely to be the only candidate on that stage who supported any type of entrepreneurial values, any type of capitalist values. You could see that incorporated into a variety of elements of his platform. So as a capitalist, I would have to vote Andrew Yang. I will tell you, Andrew Yang, they laughed at him on his closing uh, where he was saying, I'm, I'm going to give $1,000 a month to 12 people. Uh, and, uh, and and if you think you can control your life better, uh, tell me why you think this $1,000. And what he's doing is he's coming up with universal basic income, which doesn't work. It, it, they test it over and over and over again, and it just doesn't work. Um, but, uh, you know, he was laughed at that. And what he was saying was really kind of good. You are responsible for your own life. Uh, while he was touting universal basic income, he was saying we've got to get this government back in the hands of the uh, people. Uh, one last opposite. Who's the most dangerous? I would say Bernie. <laughs> Definitely De- Bernie, isn't it? Gabrielle? Ideologically, I would agree with Darren that Bernie Sanders is the worst. However, in terms of who has the actual chance to win, I think Elizabeth Warren is is the most dangerous. She has very similar views to Sanders. However, she is in a package that can appeal to a large section of the American public. Gabrielle and Darren, thank you so much. You guys are both great, and I appreciate it. Um, Do we have the picture of of Gabrielle's um, of Gabrielle's campaign headquarters did we get that picture Bowie? yeah here she is look at all look at this uh here's darren's uh we have that picture yeah there's darren's it's a it's It's a lazy boy (laughs) (laughs) uh guys thank you we're gonna hey can we post your uh notes and stuff on glenbeck.com absolutely please do uh, darren yes sir yeah can we do that yeah are you even listening to us anymore I, I, I am listening, and yes, you can post. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Thanks, guys. We really good. appreciate it. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.